The world's third to best radio show, Not About Squid. Every Thursday on Phantom Radio. Catch up at verbaldischarge.co.uk. And you will notice, based purely on the sound of my voice, that I am in the studio today, and I'm not as ill as I was last week. However, we do have with us, who's uh, ballsed it up and decided to come in anyway, the esteemed Jordan Reynolds. Hello. Jordan, how ill are you? Um, I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling the illness. On a scale of... Seeping into my sinuses like a creeping putrid ooze of death. On a scale of <laughs> one to poorly, how ill are you? Poorly. You are poorly. Mm. I'd have thought poorly is somewhere below, say below properly ill, which is what Jordan seems Who? to be at the moment. But Just hearing him sniffle on the mic there. The big question that we'll, all, we'll try to answer over the course of the show, who is Paul Lee? Mm. Um, he was the key grip on Life of Pi. Really? Yes. Paul Lee? I've got the entire credits for Life of Pi memorised. I feel like who, that might be true. Who did the makeup for the tiger? <laughs> the makeup for the tiger. The makeup for the tiger. Um, it was because it was a real tiger. Yeah, it was Nina um, Salmon, who is also a tiger. Who was the best boy? Uh, Paul. Who was the worst boy? You. Who was flying fish number thirty-seven? Oh, oh, oh. Um, Nigel. <sighs> Nigel. Nigel. Hold on, I've got this. Um, Nigel Dillon. Nigel Dillon. Oh, you were floundering there. I was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's quite far down. Oh. Oh, it took a second. It took a second. Straight then, in there the with the fish disappointment sets in. And on that topic of disappointment, we've got an exciting announcement to make. And it's exciting, not disappointing. <laughs> um, we did make it already on, on the on Facebook Monday. page on Monday. But the big, ex- a big exciting announcement that we have is that... Who wants to reveal this? Who, who wants to I, I revealed something. I remember revealing something, so I feel like one of you two should reveal it. Well, on... May the wait, 5th. Wait, wait, wait. Should we do it one word at a time? I was gonna, I, I've already got to on May the 5th. So well, let's we'll start, start again. Let's so. start from the start. Far, on. May the 5th. We are going to be at the May poll. And we <laughs> will not be <laughs> having a sandwich. Or will we bath does... so um for those of you that uh, aren't able to decode that on may the 5th of this year year of our lord 2016 we will be at the maypole cafe theater bar and nightclub in derby performing our very first verbal discharge live stage show yes on on the half a half century yeah on half century this will be episode 50 of the show we, we deliberately missed a week in January in order to make this work when we got the date through for when the live show will be. Um, <laughs> and hopefully, hopefully it'll be hilarious. Hopefully, hopefully. It will be. No, sorry, it, yeah, it will be. It will and be, for be. any of you listening in Hong Kong, because we do apparently have listeners in yeah. Hong Kong, Spain, America, just get a plane ticket for May the 5th. Fly yeah. over. Fly May the over. 5th. Yeah. You know, you've already spent that much money on a plane, so... Um, if you travel, in fact, we'll, we'll do a survey whilst we're in the studio, or while we're doing the actual show, yeah. I suppose. We won't be in the studio, we'll be on stage. Yeah. We will do a survey, and whoever has travelled the furthest will receive a high five and a loaf of bread. From all of us. 
Wait, no, a loaf of bread between us and a high five from... Yeah, we're not made of money. Yeah, yeah, no. We're not spending free time I, 95p. I was going to say a loaf of bread is five times the estimated value for our entire show. So. <laughs> More or less. We do run it low budget. Yeah. No, no, no. As in, as in uh, the money we've made doing this so far totals 15 American cents. However, speaking Wait, of... we've made 15 cents. On the YouTube... We've made 15 cents on YouTube. Yes. Oh, well, pack in the day jobs, boys. <laughs> Looks like we're earning the big money. Speaking of the money, um, tickets will only cost you five English pounds, which is not that much when you look at how much some comedians at the festival are charging. Uh, the Derby Comedy, we didn't mention it. Was part of the Derby yeah, Comedy, Derby Festival. Comedy Festival. Yeah, they're Ooh. having us on. Um, Derby Comedy Festival, yeah. that, that quite Ma- renowned institution. Maple, yeah. also, you called Maple, Maple, Maypole a nightclub, is it? Club. No. I didn't like nightclub. Oh, oh, I was I was excited then. I was like, I'm missing out on all my funky no. fresh well, nights well, out. I, you see, what happened there, Jordan, was I'll explain this joke to you because it will be funnier then. Is I was trying to really rapidly on the fly think of something else the Maypole could be. But well, then, you just went for the most mundane <laughs> option. Oh, let's just go for the thing that it, you know, the next natural progression of what it would be to be a nightclub. I could have said, looking back on it in retrospect, um, circus. <laughs> Barbers. It sounds like it should or... have been the name of the nightclub in A Bug's Life, really. Because, like, Mayfly. May, may, hey, may there oh. we go. There we go. Uh, but moving along quite swiftly, let's introduce ourselves. It could be po- 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 da- Mayfly's pole dancing. That would be. That's Why didn't Pixar put that in their view certificate? Yeah, thing? why weren't there bugs doing erotic dancing? Could they take off their wings slowly? Would, would they be, like, wearing really skimpy underwear? Yeah. Just like a G string <laughs> on, on a Mayfly. Which means you know, they're actually weighing more than they normally would. Well, it, it'd be tailored. They wouldn't be wearing, like, a size 16 <laughs> pants. I think you the have one... a moth goes into the nightclub, and it's just more directed to the lights than to the dancers. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that I think Pixar have been missing out with all their anthropomorphic films so far is just the nitty-gritty sex lives <laughs> of all of their characters. Do you not remember the bit in, uh, in Cars, the deleted scene, when they started just bashing bumpers together? <laughs> and uh, one of the, one of the uh, lady cars turned around to reveal her exhaust. I... And Lightning McQueen had a, uh, oh, oil spill everywhere. We had the bit in <laughs> the bit in Up where Doug the dog comes out as bisexual. Uh, that's a favourite of mine. That was that was a landmark yep. moment in movie history. Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of Doug the dog, I'm not him. Um, but who are you? My name is Robbie. Oh yeah. That's according to a doing. Facebook, <laughs> according to a Facebook poll, what I clicked on the other day, I'm actually 55% James. So wait, what? It told you what percentage of people on your friends list you were oh. you're so 55 apparently i'm 55 percent you 15 percent ben and 33 percent a girl i was at sick form with that i haven't spoken to since wait if you're 55 percent me yeah does that mean i'm only 45 percent me yes right yeah i'm okay. most of i am most of you James. you're the majority of me yeah I, to be honest though i believe that because we could fit a whole you in me yeah exactly i'm about 55 percent the size of you so so it works out. Yeah. That was a nice one, Facebook survey. Yeah. You, you got that one straight did, on the money that did time. A good, did a good job. But who are you? Hi, I, I'm, I'm Jordan Reynolds. I almost forgot my own name. <laughs> um, on, a, on a survey I took in year 11, I am probably 75% Hermione Granger. Oh, hmm. okay. Was this a Fancy that. which Harry Potter man are you? Yeah, or woman. Because you're a woman, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. well done. Well done. Good, good, good being a Gryffindor. Go, go Gryffindor! <laughs> Yay. Yay! Slytherin. And I am James, and this week I have eaten more than my body weight in cream cheese. And what is your body weight? I actually don't know. Oh, okay. So I you haven't... don't know whether you've eaten that much cream cheese? I mean, we would know, but James destroyed our scales. 
Uh, oh, I did. Cheese. I did destroy. Yeah. No, I destroyed the scales by picking well, them up. I, I lifted them. I lifted them. I'm sure we've mentioned this before, but I, I just held the you scales, have, yeah. and then um, a bit of glass bounced off Ben's genitals. Oh yeah, I, I mentioned that last time. You did. You yeah, did. Yeah, now I remember. Um, but no, this this week I purchased some Borson. Because it was it was half price in Sainsbury's, and, and most a... people would think, look at that and see, oh great, Borson's only half price. I've only got to pay half as much as what I normally would. But I looked at it and thought, no, I'll just buy twice as much as what I normally would. Wasn't wasn't Borson that BBC Four Scandinavian drama? It was also my surname. Yeah, uh, uh, other well, things that well, begin in the letters B O. Uh, Barack Obama's dog. That's called Bo. Is it um, actually called Bo? Yeah, it's called Bo. It's his initials. Um, oh. That 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 well-known character, um, that the, the, that boogeyman character from To Kill a Mockingbird, uh, Bo Bo Radley, Bo Ridley. <laughs> Wasn't she in the new Star Wars film? No, that was Daisy Ridley. I know. Wouldn't it be brilliant though if um, if Daisy Ridley in the new Star Wars film was just a really creepy old man who lived across the street from Atticus Finch? <laughs> Other things beginning with B O. Uh, um, oh, my B O. My B O. Your B O. My B O. Your B O. That character from Watership Down, Beatrix Otter. Oh God! <laughs> God, Jordan. Pull it together, man. I'm ill. <laughs> and that's the best you can manage. And if you want more terrible, terrible jokes like that, well. You've got an exciting hour and a bit ahead of you. Hello, I'm top Hollywood director, the Cohen Brothers, and I, Barton, think that you should listen to Verbal Discharge. But if you're wondering, old podcast, where art thou? If you head to iTunes or verbaldischarge.co.uk, it's right there, unlike the man. When I say it's that blood simple, I'm being a serious man. You can see my new movie, Hail Caesar, in cinemas from the 4th of March. And if you were anything like me, you know what? You probably went to secondary school. I think- <laughs> oh, observational comedy. Here it comes. Because um, I did. I went to secondary school. Um, yeah. It was not the first school I went to. It was not the third. It was the second one. It wasn't. It was the third school I went to. Wait, what? I went to a, 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 a primary school, then a junior school, and then a secondary school. So, then it, so it's the, the third. third. It's the third school. So it really should have been the tertiary Actually, school. Actually, I forget. I went to a. Um, I, I also went to a nursery. Hmm? Uh, I went. To, I didn't. I went to a preschool until I was going to ah, school. I, I went, went to a preschool to, and then I went to a nursery. I went to a preschool <laughs> and a nursery. Yep. So oh. nice, Jordan. Oh, like, represent. Oh. Look History. At, look at you, Robbie, getting into the education game a bit late. I All mean, right. I mean, I'm not. I'm not racist, but I, I, I've got a funny thing about preschool. Then that, that's an intriguing thing. I'm not racist, <laughs> but there's something funny about preschool. Would you care my, to explain yeah, my, that? My, one? my mom um, told me of something I did when I was, I think, maybe like nearing two years of age. Yeah. Right. In which there was a lovely, lovely um, a black lady uh, at preschool. <sighs> preschool. Okay. And um, apparently, something mm. I did every time she touched me is I would look at my skin and rub it to see if, like, it apparently, like, it, <laughs> the, the color on her had r- rubbed oh. off. And that there, that there is childish misunderstanding. <laughs> yeah. You accidentally said doing the most racist thing I'd ever heard. Yeah, but but it wasn't it wasn't like that, was it? Because I was a child, no, you, I didn't, you didn't I didn't understand. understand. You didn't but, understand. But, but, <laughs> how long was it until someone explained to you that, that that wasn't how things worked, and that this wasn't a person who just hadn't washed? I think I, <laughs> I, I don't know if it was. I think I think I thought that they'd like drawn on themselves. 
Um, think, not, I think that's the kind of thing that Quentin Tarantino does all the time to Samuel Jackson in hope <laughs> that he will become black himself. <laughs> Just starts drawing on himself. Yeah. But as exciting as Jordan's tales of <laughs> hilariously racist uh, childhood mishaps go, <laughs> um, we are not here to talk about those. We are here today to talk about ooh, ooh, ooh. each of our definitive secondary school experiences. Now, we'll, we've each got one of these and we'll be yes. layering them throughout the rest of the show. But we're going to start... Right now with Robbie. Yes. Would you care to tell us about your definitive secondary okay. school Ooh, experience? Okay. Um, I was in year eight, um, as most people tend to do between year seven and nine. Um, how, and, how was school going? Uh, not particularly great, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, oh. I was, well, I spent most of year seven as the least popular kid in my year, not called Mark Grattage. Um, <laughs> and even then, he was only less popular than me because he was fat. Um, which is always a natural advantage I, I've, I've had over fat people because in school, that is how status works. It's you can be exactly it's based the same purely person purely on BMI. Yeah, you can you can be exactly the same person in every other regard. If you're fat, you're automatically below the not fat version of yourself. Mm. That's that's how school works. That's how it works. Yep. Ginger as well. Ginger's the same as being fat. Um, I was neither of those things. Our hearts Mark go Crash out to both. all of the um, fat ginger kids. <laughs> oh, it's world. tough out there. Um, so yeah, I I, I I I wasn't having a great time. Um, I then, towards the end of year seven, I managed to sort of pull it back a bit by, I started doing in drama lessons because no one wanted to be with me, doing plays on my own, and people watched them at the end of the lessons when, you know in drama lessons when they used to get everyone to do a role play of the yeah, yeah, and you yeah, do yeah. Back at the end, and people started to find them funny um, for some reason. Interesting. And so I started to grow into someone that people didn't mind, um, but still not someone that people were particularly friends with right so okay. um you were so you were tolerable yeah is exactly, what you're saying exactly okay. I, i'd grown into to, to tolerable and this is sort of a journey that i would eventually complete when jack kelly chose to sit next to me in year 12 um sociology no who's jack kelly uh jack kelly yeah. were, they, were they the coolest um, the coolest kid no he was did they wear sunglasses and ride a <laughs> skateboard yeah did they have a slingshot hanging out their back pocket at he all did, times yeah, yeah and he, he always wore his um baseball cap on backwards Ooh. he was god he was sounds so he's so cool. cool wait he was still yeah. doing that in year 12 <laughs> It doesn't sound that cool to me. I think he's currently trained to be a nurse. I haven't spoken to him in two years. Oh, well, that's cool. Oh, so things haven't gone well for him. (laughs) I mean, you know, being a nurse is cool. Being a nurse is very cool, but it's not a cool time to be a nurse. (laughs) Um, I... Where was I? Yeah, okay. It was year year, year eight, year eight. Um, I was in that sort of transition period. And we had a a French lesson, um, a lesson in French in which you learn the French language. Yes. I don't know why I need that because I'm already fluent. Like I was born fluent in French. Mm-hmm. Um, as you can see, it probably yeah, it worked. Oui, oui, oui. Oh, baguette. Le, le fluent de French. Le bibliothèque. I am fluent in French. I learned French. le French at le bibliothèque. Which is library. Yeah. I know that because I'm fluent in French. There you go. Um, so yeah, I, it was a French lesson in year eight. Um, I had a teacher who was who was who was. Um, she was, she was, what's, what's the politest way to say awful? Um, um awful? awful. Would that, would that do? Not yeah. marvellous. She looked The of, opposite of great. Yeah. She looked like a sort of scary witch muppet. Um, <laughs> like okay. her, her, her skin was sort of like mottled, like a, like a muppet. Um, the, a kind of muppet that Jim Henson left on the drawing room floor. Exactly. Cause it was too scary for children. Right. Um, okay. and yet here she was teaching children. Uh, Did she eight. have a pointy hat and a long warty nose? Yes. That's not actually far from the truth. She didn't wear the hat all the time, but yes. 
I remember actually one time uh, around Halloween, like the last day before the holiday, she put on the Treehouse of Horror in French for us, and she was still the scariest thing in the room. Wait, sorry, you you had a teacher who would... See, this is fascinating. I didn't realise that this was a universal thing, because mm. I had a Spanish teacher called Mr. Ireland, who was well known for <laughs> teaching entire lessons with his eyes closed, and he would often... <laughs> just play the Simpsons to us with Spanish subtitles on <laughs> as a substitute. Oh, subtitles? Yeah, yeah but they didn't even play it in Spanish. You just put Spanish subtitles See, on. She would put on the Simpsons, but she'd leave it entirely in French without subtitles. So we'd have no idea what was being said for most of the time. And occasionally someone would say, Salut! And we'd go, oh, he means hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but basically we were set this task to go and perform a role play, including several key phrases, like that episode of Community near the start of the first season. Yes. Um, that was basically our task. And she said we were to go in groups of up to six. At which point I... I, I decided it was easier. I'm so used to being rejected. I was just going to work on my own. That's how what I got used to. Um, and so I was going to do that. I thought, well, that's less than less than six. And so I went about working on my own. Right. Um, everyone else was sort of in groups. Everyone else was blah blah blah. Um, it went it went kind of okay. We got to, she didn't notice I was on my own until we came up and performed the, the plays at the end of the. No, it was the following lesson. It was the following lesson. We were set that task, and then the following lesson we had to put on our plays. Acts upon them. Yeah. 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 Um, so I did my play. It was terrible, um, but I can now speak fluent French, so that's fine. She then, afterwards, after we'd done all the plays, she dismissed the class. It was the final lesson of the day. And I think it was the last lesson on a Friday as well. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Um, so everyone's itching to get yeah, home at this point. So we all, we all went. Um, and then she called, actually, Robbie, can you just stay behind after class? Can you, can you speak to me afterwards? What, what were your thoughts at this exact time? I, I'm, I'm terrified of being told off by anyone or anything <laughs> we we had a moment actually the other week when um when we said something as we mentioned last week we teased yes, we said something oh, okay. that we shouldn't shouldn't or james said something that he shouldn't have let's put all the blame on james <laughs> let's let's force all the blame onto me i mean it was, he it was, was the one that said the most deplorable thing one can to another <laughs> person <laughs> it was it i think i think if if we go for that kind of route it was planning that went awry yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. um but i remember because james you were the one that had actually done the thing that had gone i i, I said well. the words yes mm. um we were all we all take joint responsibility but james was the one that actually said it <laughs> <laughs> and but then we afterwards we had like a barrage of people coming in one after one to tell us off yes and so throughout all of it me and jordan were sat there terrified turning to each other like terrified we're gonna be kicked off air Yo. Joe, you didn't care you were not bothered at all did i was i not no you oh. didn't you didn't look bothered anyway no. were you were you well, well I, I i apologized and then <laughs> that was it it was like well i've done what i've done i'm not gonna sit here and cower away from it you kind of sat on the on the sofa and, and, and just leant back and just watched <laughs> them tell you off and kind of nodded and went yeah um and then like the human resources lady came yeah. in and, and she was like, she oh. was acting as though it was the end of the world. Yeah, and, <laughs> she, and James just still reclined on the sofa, just went, oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry <laughs> about that. <laughs> <laughs> but my blood ran cold at that moment. It ran cold at this moment in, I know, it in was, year eight. It, it was remarkable like how quickly when that whole instant was happening. Because we all agreed that like it, it was going to happen. We did, no, we didn't. <laughs> me, and Jordan, me and Jordan turned to each other as you reached the point you couldn't of, reach. Yeah, no, you know, the no return of, point. You, you, you know what we mean. I know, day, I, know, I know what you mean, but you both knew I was going to do it. <laughs> like, like, I, was, like, we, I, I discussed it and we all agreed. I and had then like, like, I like, had... As I was sitting back getting told <laughs> off, you guys were just sort of stood at the back of the room going like, yeah, James, you shouldn't <laughs> have done that. 
<laughs> we we accept responsibility together. Yeah. Uh, one day, one day, dear audience, we will be able to say what we. Um, that's yeah. Um, we can't really go can't into it now. Oh no, we can't do it this week. No. But Tensions are a little high yeah. at the moment. But can we do it next week? I don't know. We, <laughs> I. I feel we should probably leave it a bit longer just for legal yeah, reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just we'll we'll, we'll come back to this. We're getting eventually, off topic. Eventually, eventually. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, my my blood ran cold. Blah 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 blah. And she called me back and she sort of asked me, "How come you're doing the the, the play on your own? How come you're doing it on your own?" And I said, "Well, I, I wanted to do it on my own. That was how I chose to to to, to do it." Um, and she told me then that, that that wasn't the point in the exercise. Oh, there was not the. Bu- she wasn't French. She was talking <laughs> in English accent. You sure you don't want to do it in like a cackly witch voice? There was not. <laughs> that was not the point <laughs> in the exercise. <laughs> uh, that wasn't how she spoke either. Why do you sound like a villainous weasel from a children's <laughs> cartoon? <laughs> Probably because I am. That's my real voice. Um, no, she she sort of said to me, yeah, like that wasn't the point in the exercise. Um, you probably should have joined a group. Blah 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 blah. And I said, well, I didn't want to, um, that they didn't, they didn't want me to. And she said, no, 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 one of, the, one of the other groups would have had you. One of the groups would have had you. And I told them they, they probably wouldn't. Right. And so she then said, well, what about this group over here? And sort of, they weren't there, but said, like, bring Annalise in the group, blah, blah, blah. And began to run through them, run through the, all the groups of boys, um, saying, like, they, you must get on with them. You must be fine. I said, oh, not, not really. They don't, they don't talk to me. They don't, whatever. And in the next group, and they said, oh, well, Pardon me, that was a bit. Oh, that was that was a tremendous yeah, belch yeah. as well. Mm. Mm. Yeah, you look really taken aback. By that, <laughs> that was Are you okay. That 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 took quite a bit out of me. You just um, stared into the middle distance as though you <laughs> saw all of time. I did, and, and it, it it's funny how much it looked like post burp gas. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, no, these are sort of I. She kept asking. She kept asking me these questions, sort of running through all the groups of boys until she got through all of them, just like. Wouldn't, wouldn't they talk to you? And I said, there must have been some of the girls. And I began to run through all the groups of girls. Because at this age, you split off completely independently, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boys yeah. don't talk to girls. Oh, they're disgusting. They've got germs. And I've since learned, since this day, to just dodge all of those questions with a comedy. But I think I was too naive then. I tried to answer the questions sincerely. So, no, they don't talk to me. No, no, no. They're, they're disgusted to be near me. Uh, no, they don't, they don't talk to me. And, and, and then she went, right, okay, well, what about individuals? Maybe you could have made a different group. You could have split them up a bit. Which first I thought was slightly unfair, and by this point I was already sort of on the the brink of tears because it's it's upsetting going through all the people you know one by one and working out that they don't like you mm. and and just coming to that conclusion and oh, not Robbie. reading the situation at all. Robbie, that's horrible. She continued. She began going right. Okay, well, what about what about Jamie? And I went, well, no, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't talk to me. He doesn't. The other day, he told me to shove off when I was eating my lunch. Uh, okay. Uh, what about what about John? Like, um, no, John doesn't. Uh, what, about, what about Nigel? Um, no, no, I don't. I don't. The head of UKIP sat at the back of the class <laughs> with a pint in one hand, a fag in the other, <laughs> laughing away. He would not have joined a French class. He hey, would not no. be interested in. I'm not. Other I'm not interested cultures. in this foul Euro speak. <laughs> <laughs> and she kept running through the boys, and there were maybe maybe fifteen, twenty boys in the class. And she went through them one by one. And after a while, after saying, no, he doesn't like me, for about the 20th time, I, I, I lost it. I began to, to cry because 
as I say, that's really upsetting, the thought of that. Yeah. And she kept going. Jeez. She said, like, what about what about Jordan? Just Jordan like I was like, Oh, not really. I think he just does the show with me. I think he just, just puts up with me all the time. <laughs> what about James? Like no, not 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 really, no. Neither neither him. Uh, what, what about what about Ben? Well he's not here, is he? He never he never turns up. Um, et cetera, et cetera. So he just kept asking me. Didn't didn't acknowledge the fact that I was I was I was I was in tears. Um, and also apparently a twenty year old man doing a podcast at university. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she then brilliantly started on the girls despite the the tears beginning to stream down my te- cheeks jesus how long was this going on for it went on for a solid maybe seven or eight minutes jesus um she she ran through them all individually um and uh, I, I as i say it's 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 upsetting um she at one point did look up to me having sort of just been listening i think she was mentally going around the class and coming up with all the boys and girls in the class she at one point gave me a look as if to say pull yourself together <laughs> you're only 14 you won't know these people forever uh, mostly because they weren't my friends and they wouldn't have any reason to keep in touch with me and then having gone through the entire clash class the entire drive, clash yeah you sat there they're, they're, they're complete discography yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah train in vain is a good song miss but i don't understand the relevance this has to the french exercise <laughs> She then also said, she, oh, I tell you, the other half of the year, you must get on with some of those. So you, I reckon you'd get on with Bruce really well. I don't, 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 don't know Bruce. Um, he now works in HMV, so congratulations. Nice. Um, and he, he kept, she kept, she kept, she kept going. Uh, well, I remember her saying, you must be friendly with Jack Green. Um, I don't know what that meant, um, but Jack Green. Oh, Jack Green. How are you? Was that a euphemism for weed? <laughs> <laughs> you must be friends with Jack Weed. Chill out, so, Robbie. Jack Green, not Jack Weed. He's not that blunt an analogy. <laughs> <laughs> that was a joint effort. Was... Hey. Cannabis. That... <laughs> <laughs> that was such a marijuana joke. Hey. <laughs> moving along, moving along. Um, <laughs> I remember I remember getting to the point where she sort of looked at me and told me, I remember what she, she said something about acknowledging the fact that I was crying now. She finally did it, having been through maybe 40 names, maybe 40 individuals, and having established that they didn't like me. Um, she then said that another one of the French teachers had noticed I was the only boy in the school who ate on his own. Jesus. Um, was she, did she not like you? As a, did she, she just <laughs> really <laughs> pressing you on this? Yeah. yeah. And Tell us about all the other people that didn't like you, Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> I remember then saying, I, I get upset when someone picks me up on it, um, it being the fact that I have no friends. Uh, and she then said in a mocking voice, I wasn't picking you up on it. I was just trying to address why you're not doing your work properly. Eventually, she let me go. Okay. Um, it was it was a Friday, so it was one of my my mum would pick me up on a Friday, um, and give me a lift back in the car. So I remember sort of walking over slowly, having dried my eyes sort of, but they're still obviously. If you've been crying for a solid seven minutes to your French teacher, they're going to be most of the water's gone out of your body. <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah. you're like a saltine sort of, at this point. Yeah. <laughs> sort of flopping about you like a, a ready salted crisp. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'd walked off. It's quite a long walk from the French block over to the. Um, the car park and eventually i got there dried my eyes but they're still sort of sore and red and i was visibly upset um and i got there i got in the car um and my mum asked what was wrong and i told her that ryan finley had been bullying me again and she said okay and we drove out of the car park and that was that wow <laughs> wait and that's your definitive secondary school experience yeah yeah i felt it's the only story i've got that really condenses down how lonely i was for five years Oh, <laughs> oh um, my! 
Robbie, in, I'm, in so, my head, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know, in my head, I was going to find a way to make this funny. Well, it, it was it, it was funny for some time, but and then, it, it, and then it's it kind un, of... unrelenting, isn't yeah. it? There's a... Just it's a barrage just, of it's harrowing. It's like Kafkaesque. It's just just problem after problem. Just everything goes wrong. Robbie. No, it was one problem. It just lasted for five years. <laughs> oh, I'm really sorry that um, that that happened to you, Robbie. That's yeah. that's terrible. You no. don't you don't deserve that. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I probably did at the time. To be fair, I I I'm not sure I would have been friends with me either. Uh, I'm sorry, Robbie. It's okay. That being said, why are you on our podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, nerd. I'll leave. <laughs> we'll beat you up and take your lunch but money. But I wasn't even like a traditional nerd. Were you I not a traditional I didn't, nerd? I didn't fit the stereotypes. I never got wedgied. I never had my lunch money stolen from me. But it's it's interesting though, isn't it? I mean, because secondary school and just, just, just the school environment generally, because mm. kids are very, very vicious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Like, all kids up until the, the age of sort of like... I don't know if there's a set age where people become decent people, but it certainly isn't during school. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's, college was all right. Yeah, that, that that was that was an improvement. That yeah. was an improvement. Yeah, college was good. Um, university has been pretty damn good. Mm. Yeah, university's been pretty nice. I mean, you, you don't meet many people here that you take a dislike to. <laughs> you still meet a few. Yeah, there's, there's there's some, there's some, but we can get into that in a few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but 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 yeah, no, it's um, oh. it's it, it, oh. it is it is terrible though. Kids are <clears throat> absolutely vicious. I, I we have had a tweet of solidarity Ooh. from. Miss Hannah Sandham, uh, a regular listener, um, saying that she also knows what being lonely feels like and offering me my sympathy. Uh uh-huh. oh. goes out to you, Hannah. Thank, yeah. thank, thank you. Um, I also know what being lonely feels like. I mean, so this, is, this, is a, clear. this is emotional. This, yeah. is, uh, this is something else. Does, does <laughs> if anyone, anyone ever I... wondered why I try to be funny, it's because no one else will like me. <laughs> it's a desperation plea. It's there a... you are, the true reasons behind the podcast. We like you, Robbie. It's interesting Thank you say you. that. I like you too. <laughs> <laughs> it's come down to this podcast is a confirmation of friendship. It's like, oh, we all had bad times, but at least we're all friends together now, making sweet, sweet comedy. Love. Is it like sort of consummating a marriage? You've got to do a podcast together before you're truly friends. I think so. I yeah. think um, so. Yeah. Or, or at least a podcast so that you can exercise your demons. Yeah. Which is what this has this has been. This has been exercising. Your demons. I feel. Yeah, I feel I, they needed a brisk jog. Um, I feel as though my, my definitive secondary school experience of these pales in comparison. <laughs> now, mine, mine involves, as you might expect, getting drunk. Oh, okay. My definitive one is more of a turning point. I should imagine. Okay. So okay. We, we've all gone for different <clears throat> sorts of those things. Are, those are but teachers. we can we can get into yeah. those yeah. Late, later, later on, on in the show. Mm. So, um, how, how would you like to round off this uh, this this tale of woe, Robbie? Oh, um, do you know what? I'm just glad I have actually wound it off. Um, in some way at all. So guys, as I'm sure that we're all aware, ISIS are a thing. Um, yeah, they're the dog in Downton Abbey. They're a really good band. They are a really good band. They're an excellent band. I really, really like Oceanic and Panopticon. But I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the Islamic State. Oh, I thought you were talking about the sequel to the film I, Frankenstein, which is about his sister. <laughs> I thought oh. you were talking about Isis, which was an Egyptian god of something or other. I thought you were talking about the thing in my face, which lets me see people that aren't very manly. I thought you were talking about my sister, who's <clears throat> frozen. I'm talking about the Islamic <laughs> State. <coughs> now, the Islamic State 
Um, did when they, when they were pushing a big recruitment drive? I don't know if mm. any of you have seen any ISIS propaganda. Uh, yeah, I joined them. You joined ISIS. Yeah, yeah. You should not say that it on, was... on <laughs> student radio. It was a mistake. To clarify, Robbie did not join ISIS. I did not. Um, Sorry. Yeah, I should. I should. Had have. he had he joined ISIS, he would have been able to receive a wealth of ISIS benefits. Um, ISIS, obviously, have been really, really trying to uh, put in a cornerstone, really trying to attract people yeah. to fight for them. Now, they put up a whole whole range of um, benefits to coming to work for ISIS. You mm-hmm. get uh, help with buying a house. Okay. They Ooh, will give, okay. You, they give you support for um, if you're having a baby. Oh. They will, I think, pay for your medical bills. Do they bills. have like an ISIS midwife? Do they employ I only, a midwife? I can only assume so. I can only assume so. And in between beheading journalists they'll yeah. deliver babies um god what a job but since what if they actually get it the wrong way around and they behead a baby and give birth to a journalist that would be a hell of a sitcom <laughs> headless baby and newborn journalist <laughs> but um uh, one of the main benefits that isis were really really pushing for really trying to get across to people was that if you joined isis mm. they would give you free snickers bars they, mm. they would give you snickers but um, I, I found an uh, not an ISIS article, an article about ISIS, oh. and since they have been quite heavily hated by the world as of late, with damn good reason. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they've um, and there's obviously there's been a lot of airstrikes against them, and basically a lot of their funding has been cut off, mm. and one of the major downfalls of a lot of their funding being cut off is that they've had to half everyone's pay. Who is on the ISIS payroll Ooh. and stop giving out Snickers? See, were Snickers providing them with the relevant chocolate, with the energy they needed, yeah, to uh, to, to go about performing their see, acts of terror see, now and beheading journalists? I think this is an interesting um, thing where you say giving them the energy. Did you know the British Army use Mars bars for energy? Yeah, I was aware of this. Actually, yeah. I was aware by far, by far the greatest thing. If you ever if you're ever going anywhere, like say hiking or climbing, say Snowdon or something, mm. take some Mars bars with you. Which is funny because actually Mars bars have today been recalled in more than fifty countries throughout the world. Mm. They've stopped selling them there. Is really? this because they're now so powerful and we're preparing war on those fifty countries? We've had to stop giving them the superpowers that come with Mars bars. Yeah. Yeah. There we are, confirmed. UK is going to war next week. So if you eat a Mars bar, you have superpowers. Yes. And you have all the powers of the of the UK military. Yeah. But if you eat a Snickers, you start singing the ISIS theme tune. <laughs> and I assume ISIS have a theme tune. Yeah. Like a real ragtime number. They all run out of there with like their AKs and like they're sort of using them like walking sticks and twirling them around like, we're in... ISIS, it's so fun to be in ISIS. I really like being in ISIS. Beerhead journalists in ISIS. <laughs> do you think ISIS? Do you think they made their own theme tune, but they bought Fruity Loops, which which <laughs> which would be really bad because it's a British-owned thing anyway. Uh, the other thing is, Snickers and Mars bars are owned by the same company. So, uh, well, what, what have they got going on? Are they just like hey. world domination? Chaos there? <laughs> world domination, and they're, they're going to wipe with, out both sides with ISIS as their puppet masters. Sneak in there. They're, they've been watching, well, playing too much Metal Gear Solid. Isn't that the plot of Metal Gear Solid? Except it's not chocolate bars; it's just something else. Yeah, well, Metal Gear obviously took a lot of influence from all of the Snickers that ISIS <laughs> are eating. 
I bet the French are all forced to eat Starburst and then eventually they just activate the sleeper drone inside every <laughs> single Starburst and every single Maltesers and every single Mars bar and every single Snickers and the world domination plan will You begin. know there are a lot of people with tinfoil hats out there now listening to this podcast and, <laughs> and have just decided, well, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to eat my I'm year's gonna supply I'm of Snickers. throw away all these Snickers. Like, honey, we, you know all the Snickers we snotpiled? We, we not all of these snickers. What have they been doing? Sorry, that that was a top piss. That, that was... <laughs> <laughs> it's just um, my mouth isn't working. What um, are you even aiming for? Yeah, the what were you trying time? to say? That? Tongue twister. Uh, oh, what did you end up with? Al- almost said top pisser. <laughs> um, so. I can't even remember. I don't know, Robbie. I don't know. But let's get back to the topic at hand. Do you think that uh, ISIS Snickers taste different from regular Snickers? Uh, (laughs) I think they're filled with crushed dreams. (laughs) Do you think ISIS have got it back when they were just known as Marathon? Do you think that they import ones from the 90s? Maybe. 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 But... Wait, do you think they've got, like, because you know how um, you can get those sort of special edition, like, um, Ministry of Defence Yorkies? Do, do, <laughs> do you think there's, like, a, um, a special edition sort of ISIS like- snicker and, like, like ev- inside every bar, inside every packet, there's a little piece and gradually you can b- build your own beheaded journalist? I suppose, but what would you rather eat? Would you go to America and eat, like, a Yorkie shaped like a pentagon or would you go off to ISIS and eat a Yorkie shaped like a hole in the ground? <laughs> ISIS, not for journalists. A Yorkie, it's like Yorkie. Oh, as is in Yorkies, it's not for girls. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> Snickers, it's not for journalists. Not for, yeah. Well, we, we're just playing on that. They've done more than behead journalists. I don't know why we're, we're, we're they've, done, they've done a lot of stuff. Yeah. But, um, not for Parisians. <laughs> oh, oh, close to the bone. Close to the bone. I, like, I, was, I say that as though you're joking about the Bataclan <laughs> massacre and so on. Was too close to the bone, whereas my continuous jokes throughout this of beheading journalists is is more or less okay. Yeah, but that's okay because they're only one person. (laughs) Well, well, lots of them, but but individually they're one person. Do you think that uh, like the people at ISIS HQ had had some problems when they realised that some of their jihadists might have had nut allergies? (laughs) (laughs) Oh God damn it, Alan! You've ordered four thousand Snickers bars. But like old old third of B company, they've they've all got nut allergy. Like what what are we what are we gonna do? What like are... Alan from ISIS. Alan from ISIS. All right, there. My name's Alan. Um, I, I work for ISIS. I'm mostly working IT. Like like Howard <laughs> from Matt West. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like that. I like... He forgets his, someone forgets their headscarf on a train. And he goes and hands it back to them at their door. I think well, that's one thing that, that most other places are missing. ISIS have their doors open for anybody who wants to join them. <laughs> Yeah, not and just members. Not great. Yeah, so, so do Nat West, but what you know, Nat West don't go around massacring people. <laughs> I mean, it's debatable. Is it? Yeah, because <laughs> like, I don't, I don't remember the news story where like Nat West or like, all the members of the Nat West Bank took up in arms one day and marched across the UK, swords in hand. You're assuming Nat West does all of its killing by sword. Uh-huh. What well, wouldn't you if you were a bank? No, you no. you do it by just freezing people's bank accounts and watching them slowly starve. Oh, see, that's that's much more maniacal. See, this, Jordan, this is why you'd make a considerably better head of an extremist insurgency than I would. Don't give it away! Are we giving... Oh, sorry. That's the, the other... A, everyone's supposed to think you're the leader because you're loud. Because <laughs> I'm the loudest. Yeah. But going back to it, ISIS and Snickers yeah. go hand in hand like superpowers <clears throat> and Mars bars. Yes. There isn't really much more to say on this topic. <laughs> hmm. What about ISIS and... 
knickers. Oh, oh sorry, I'm back in year eight. Just just saying knickers. Isis and designates knickers. <laughs> Isis and poo. <laughs> Swine flu. <laughs> <laughs> That was One Direction with Live While We're Young. Something that Jordan did while he was young was live. And now he's going to tell us a story about how he lived when he was young. And it's going to be the definitive story about him when he was at, I was going to say secondary school, but you went to high school, didn't you, Jordan? No, I went to secondary school. Did you? No, I, did it's Jordan, him that James, says high, went to high school. school. I, I went to Titherington High School. Okay. Which is so, in America, obviously, yeah. because um, high school is and America. You can, you can, you have you a can tell by my thick American accent. <laughs> I actually did have a locker. What? Really? I did. And there's an anecdote surrounding that locker. Oh. Um, which I'll tell later on in the show. <laughs> okay, we'll get on to that. You'll have to remind me. In the meantime, Jordan, who says mom, so he isn't entirely away from America. I say mom. You say, you've always said mom, and yeah, I said changing it because we bring it up. And really, I don't think you should change who you are for other people, Jordan. Well, I'm you trying my best to be myself, and I don't know if I'm English or American, so... Um, yeah, so, so mine also takes place in... No, it doesn't also take place in year eight. It takes place in year nine. Okay. So the turning point for me, because... Quite like Robbie. You were sorry. You just, I've just realised because I was the the first year that didn't have to do year nine exams. Didn't oh, yeah. have to do the SATs. You didn't. Oh, did you no. never did year no. nine SATs. I, I did mocks, but I didn't have to do proper oh, year nine SATs. Oh, I was gosh. the first year that didn't. Fortunate you. So I've fallen directly. Be- Whereas sort of James being the year above me and Jordan being the year above. Of that in school, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I didn't have to. Sorry, it's just year nine. I'm just showing off now. Look how great I am! Oh, fantastic! Oh, great! Oh, Jordan, continue. But Sorry. yeah, um, year nine. As as we know, all the definitive moments that happen in inside the classroom, yeah. are always during drama when you're supposed to be doing English literature. <laughs> Um, uh, we we had we had a, a teacher I can't remember her name now but she she well she was she left the school after fainting in class one day hitting her head off the table and never coming back so we all assumed she died <laughs> but um, she wasn't a very good teacher because before in in year seven and eight I much like Robbie mm. experienced the oh I don't hang around with anyone mm. I don't really do anything with everyone in fact I moved tutor groups because my entire tutor group used to take the the mickey out of me um yeah because because i i wore my tie properly (laughs) and i took my shirt in which is a capital offense offense. i I wore my tie properly i I took my shirt in um you know i was well groomed it's amazing that thing they say about people that are bullied in school going to have better job you are literally proving you you were business ready when you were 13 years old (laughs) and that is why you were bullied because you were ready to be better than them. Yeah, they 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 did a lot. They they fought. They they almost fornicated in the tutor room. Mm. <laughs> but that was that was something that almost actually happened. So they weren't a great bunch. So I moved. Wait, how do you almost fornicate? As in, they were practically practically just with their clothes on. Wow, remarkable. Yeah. yeah so so I, I moved out of that tutor group, and they still kind of like give me the old hey what you know the W word that I'm not going to say on air. Mm. The, the, hey, mm. masturbator. Oh, I know it well. Um, oh, I know it well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's what I used to get from them lot. I moved into into a tutor group, and this was at the end of year eight, and, yeah. and that's where I, I met um, a guy called Tom, mm-hmm. and then and then I met his friend Sean, who right. who I'm still very good friends with now. But anyway. Um, it was it was during it was during this lecture. See, this now feels like you're showing off. No, I no. <laughs> this was my story I chose, and you've just made me look like I'm showing off by doing that. Um, during during this lecture, I I I was picked. Um, I was I was actually picked for because it was like, oh no, now I remember. 
the the teacher yeah. would attempt to teach an actual lesson, right. and then someone would stand up and go, "So we're going to act it out then." And then she'd be like, "Oh, uh, I guess." And then she'd let us do drama. So, so for <laughs> half a year, we just didn't do any work and just okay. we'd, we'd move all the tables inside the room and we'd get in groups and we'd make up plays. <laughs> and and they were they were all really stupid plays. I remember there was once a play I made. I say I made. Look back, yeah. writing in year nine, I was writing plays in which the whole premise was. Two of us were ninjas. One of us was Michael Jackson, and we were fighting on a um, a, a what was it? A freight train full of hot pants. Because that that was that a was... tale as old as time. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of the original Seven Stories. Two ninjas and Michael Jackson fighting on a freight train full of hot pants. Now, if that isn't this week's podcast art, I don't know what is. <laughs> oh no! Why do I have did, to take? <laughs> did anyone else? Sorry, just on the the, the, yeah, the yeah. year nine drama thing, have kids who would just every week shove their jumpers up the top and pretend they're boobs and just yep. be a woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they would sit with their knees inside their shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's like, hey, I have breasts. <laughs> Isn't this great? They're hard and knobbly like knees, but, <laughs> but they're definitely the the real genuine article. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I suppose in a way I didn't have like, when I was thinking of genuine kind of, you know, the definitive kind of secondary school things. Yeah. It, it, it's it's all snapshot shots. I don't really have that big a moment, I don't think. Mm. I remember becoming slightly more popular in year eight after punching a guy called James, not the one we do, <laughs> do a podcast. It's the first guy outside actually, of sport. You've never physically struck me, I don't think. No, no. Um, it's the first guy outside of sport um, that, that that I hit in the face. And, oh. and, and that apparently made me slightly more popular. But I did spend... Was two this like, weeks, like a sort of, um, like, like sort of stepping order. Yeah, yeah. No, school. well, if he, you punch someone cooler than you, yeah, he, yeah. he you, was. You take their cool points. He was cooler than me, and he and he used to stand across the mm. um, across the road from me and hurl insults at me. Well, one night he was doing that, but he didn't have his friends there, yeah. and, it, and it was like after an extracurricular thing. <laughs> so I thought I'm going to take this chance to be a big man. <laughs> so I walked across the road, and I, and I remember saying something like, "Say that again," and he said it again. <laughs> And then I punched him, and then I saw the bus coming, and I was like, run across the road, <laughs> got onto the bus. <laughs> and just watch him stalk after as I like pulled away in the bus, like trying not to look at him. And after that, I was slightly more popular, but I did spend two weeks. Wait, so, so sorry, just, just in the car, right? So you became more popular. Were people there to witness this? There was two people on the other side of the road that went to the school. Oh, and they, right. they, they told everyone yeah, consequently. Yeah, yeah. Okay, like, oh, Jordan hit that guy. The yeah, other yeah. Like, oh, I guess he's cooler than we thought. <laughs> yeah, they, that was literally what happened. And, and, and um, yeah. You didn't start working your way up just punching all the other cool kids. I thought about it for a while. Sort of I the thought jaws. about it for a while, but there was a guy called Chad who was kind of... <laughs> Chad. You did go to a school in America. He was ginger and he was like six foot two and he was quite well built and he was very cool and he was also very horrible and no, I was too scared to hit him. (laughs) So I I, I stopped at James who was who was considerably smaller than me <laughs> at the time. <laughs> it's the same year. He's the same yeah. age as me, but he was considerably smaller than me. Mm. And I thought, well, this has netted me enough popular points. People won't want to mess with me anymore. Wrong. Him and his friends stalked me around the school for th- a month. <laughs> I re- a month? Yeah. Um, I remember there was one point in which I almost broke out into tears because I was sat in the dinner hall mm. and you could you come in through the inside of the school to the dinner hall yeah. but you could only leave into the playground right. and then come back around into the school right okay and i remember eating my dinner 
and I just I just saw him standing by the exit for the entire time, mm-hmm. and he was doing that kind of rubbing his hands together thing. And I think he had like, <laughs> I think he had Chris with him as well, who was just you know it wasn't particularly bright, but he was very ham fisted. We all and, know a Chris, and, yeah. And and um, I remember I remember coming outside and because the bell had gone, I was like, and I was still terrified of being late at this point mm-hmm. so i was like i'm gonna have to go outside and take a beating so i could be <laughs> be on time to my to my <laughs> class and i remember going outside and and you come down this little ramp and and he's stood there at the bottom with his friends mm. and 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 like i i am holding in like fearful tears of like i'm just about to get ganked by by three or four people and i go down there and he, he, he shakes my hand and puts an arm around me and he was like, you didn't think I was going to hurt you, did you? <laughs> and like at this point, I started crying in relief. I was like, no. And he was like, are you crying? And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Instantly lost all cool points you get. Yeah. <laughs> but no, but from, from that point on, I, I managed to get like my foot kind of on the ladder. Yeah. As, as I had been scraping the bottom and been dragged around everywhere, um, almost choked out on on a field once. That was another thing that happened to me. Oh, good times, good times. That was secondary school, but yeah, that that was kind of the turning point. Punching someone in the face. So I guess when they say violence doesn't solve all problems, <laughs> they're wrong. So you actually became cooler and more liked by fighting people. Yes, <laughs> that's remarkable, Jordan. I like violence has literally solved all of your problems. Well, not all of them, but <laughs> violence but, but, has solved some of your problems. Some of my problems, violence has solved. That's remarkable. Yeah. How does how does that make you feel about the state of the world? Pretty sad, really. That violence can actually do good. Not only that, not only that it did good, I suppose, for me in a selfish kind of sense, but also that that there was no other way for me to be cooler than to punch <laughs> someone cooler than myself in the face. And the thing is, though, have you? given any thought to the fact that maybe you punching james in the face was his personal turning point and he was like oh maybe i shouldn't treat people mm. like this possibly or do you, do you know what happened to him um i think he's actually in quite a decent job now really i think he he went he went to college and then instead of going to university he got on an apprenticeship and i think he's quite high up okay so so things have gone well for him so you know, James, you, you can thank me for punching you in the face. <laughs> not some sense into him in the literal kind of... You, know. you solved not only your own problems, but the problems of the person you punched. <laughs> God, Jordan, saying, your, your Jordan. fists are heavenly. Jordan, would you mind punching me in the face? <laughs> not... I think we'll do us both some good. Did you go to stand up then? <laughs> no. I saw you twitching a little bit. You almost stood up. No. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan, violence won't solve all of your problems. No, no. Robbie's not a problem, though. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You, uh, people have told me that before. <laughs> not me, though. I don't, not <laughs> people the... have told you that. That's a really lack insult. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're you, a problem. You're a problem. Ah, son, you're a trouble. Oi, listen here, you. You problem. You're a problem. And you're like, I oh, don't know. I'm a problem, and the answer is 46. Because I'm a maths problem. <laughs> Is there anything else you'd like to round this off with? No, I, th- I think I think the just you know, if 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 someone is is going down a dark path in the life in life, and you need to be a bit cooler, just punch them in the face. Punch them square in the face. <laughs> Lay down a tasty beat, James. Here's a tasty beat. So, earlier on today, 
I picked up a bag of feathers, and I was really surprised to realise they were really light. And I'm not quite sure why, considering that's why we get the expression as light as a bag of feathers Let's... that Robbie picked up on the 25th of February. 2016. Why were you picking up feathers yeah, let's, today? Let, let's establish the scene. Let, let, let's okay. sort out our setting first before we answer the philosophical questions at party. Okay. Um, I was in a primary education classroom um, because I am a paedophile. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, no, I. it was for... Because I've mentioned before what the job work I do is. Um, and I was, I was, I was taking some um, potential... Um, university primary education students and I was showing they were having a taster session etc 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 and I took them in to have their taster session and they there were feathers that they could play with right okay and I picked up the bag of feathers to take it over to a table and I went huh this is really light I wasn't expecting to be this light how big approximately was the bag of feathers um about the size of you know sort of those big bags of crisps you like one of the the, the multi pack yeah, no, yeah. no no not not, not oh, multi pack like the the big single oh, yeah, pack yeah. bags you get oh the big single pack yeah, ones yeah. Like, like you buy them if they were on offer but otherwise exactly no. yeah, okay yeah. i know exactly they're too big bag. for you to eat in one go um yes. they're for like a, a bowl in a party or something rather than yeah exactly exactly yeah. Uh, it was about that size. So um, about that size, and not very light at all. No. How big were the feathers? No, it was very light. No, 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 that's what I meant. Sorry. Uh, yeah, of course. Sorry, you are correct. I was mistaken. There. <laughs> they were they were sort of feather, feather size. Um, like there were sort of the multicolored, what, what, what kind multicolored of feathers, arts like? and crafts feathers. They weren't Ooh. sort of. Oh, I'm with you. I'm yeah. with you. I was thinking just just sort of <laughs> dead do- pigeon dove, dove feathers. The, yeah. 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 Were you kind of looking for something to top the plume on your set of armor, or yes? Yes, um, oh. I feel it's unfancy at the moment, and I wanted it to be more ornate. Ornate. Now, what were the feathers used for after you brought them over to the table? What what became they, of the feathers? They decorated a spider that someone has made, which really spiders aren't particularly feathery. So, what if what if why? the child was trying to depict? One of those, um, you know, you know, the giant bird-eating spiders you yeah. you get in sort of South Ooh. America, um, and uh, maybe it was trying to depict a really uh, sort sort of damaged spider after mm. a vicious battle with a cockerel. <laughs> <laughs> it's all bloodied it and covered in feathers. Left and... multicolored feathers around. Did they at least have a consistent color scheme with the feathers, or was it just the... no? They just picked any, which was disappointing. Oh, really. what a bastardization yeah. of artistry! I know, I know. You you at least take some pride in it. It's sort of, but it's like when you're six years old and you don't care what color Lego you're using, and then eventually you hit the point just before you. Not outgrow- no one ever outgrows Lego. No, no, never. You stop asking it for your birthday. There's that stage in which finally you start colour coding it and you start using the proper systems when you're just building um, the so problem is though building if buildings and brown bricks yeah well if, if you're building just kind of on the fly the problem yeah. is I find that you're never capable of getting more than a few floors up mm. before you run out of all the building or all the blocks of that colour that, that's true it is, it is devastating I had a lot of Lego um, and sometimes I have to d- dismantle other things in order to put it together yeah, if I was trying to build building what was your proudest lego accomplishment oh um i once built sort of much of a city um including a multi-story car park which was the biggest how much lego did you have lots lots i remember when i when i was a young i had did anyone have a it was like a wheelie bin full of jumbo Mm. lego Mm. oh i i never really had jumbo lego oh it was fantastic was it duplo was that the big blocks Yeah, Yeah, yeah 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 I loved those. Mm. I used to build like little forts and actually sit inside them. 
And then when I moved on to Lego, of which I also have a copious amount, yeah. um, I remember I used to force my mom to build things with me the entire time. I bet, I bet, I bet she'll, she'll remember those days with fond, fond, <laughs> fond memories in which I would like build a spaceship. Mm. i get my mom to build a spaceship and then I'd make her fly it around the front room and I'd, I'd attack her with it. <laughs> I remember oh. having um, sort of, because we never had Duplo when I was yeah. a child. We went straight into Lego. My parents did not care about the choking that's, hazards. I was going to say, that's pretty hardcore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they're like up in the north. They just chuck them straight on the Lego at five years old. You know what, son? You've come this far. It's time you start building with Lego. I was going to say, most of And mum's there like, no, no, don't give him... I don't know why my mum has like a sort of bad French accent. I was going to say, your mum does not sound like that. My mum's, I think, sounds a bit more northern than my dad, if anything. Hmm. So if this is my dad, this would be my mum. And she's (laughs) like, no, Phil, no, don't give him the Lego. He's too young. (laughs) And Phil's like, oh, it's time. It's time, Sally. We've got to give him the Lego. He's, when I was a wee nipper, we had Lego. We had, we had Lego as soon as we came out the uterus. The, the doctor's like, thank you. Here's your blanket. We're going to wrap you up in. Here's your umbilical cord for safekeeping. Here's your Lego. Build a fortress. But no. Um, Lego at 12 months. Cigarettes at 16. Alcohol at four years old. I was going to say, they were drinking. That's before. the norm. No, no, no. Yes. They drink before they can walk over there. <laughs> yeah, he couldn't walk till he was four. Probably because of the alcohol. Sippy cup full of Whiskey. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't walk till I was 67 <laughs> till I gave up alcohol. I'm going to choose to ignore this thinly veiled racism. <laughs> Um, and Being from the there. north isn't a race. Yeah, but you've just sat here insulting my people. If yeah. anything more, it's it's what's the word for it? What's the no, xenophobia? Xenophobia. Yeah. I, I I've insulted the Welsh to no end, but they're the Welsh and no one cares about. Oh, them. No, I meant you were so, insulting your own people. I was going to say, yeah. I, I was, I was. But <laughs> you're going to be outcast by the northern. Probably, probably. Um, but anyway, moving moving back to the story at hand. So I had when I was quite young. I, I had a few sort of um, like like the essential Lego pieces. You yeah. know when you used to be able to get sort of the big packs of just miscellaneous lego pieces yes. they didn't have like if you get lego now where there's just really specific pieces that will form yeah, the, yeah, the, the, so the the pre-built. lower left 13th of your star wars star destroyer yeah <laughs> um so, so we had a few of the miscellaneous pieces and then i discovered that when i went to reception uh, and went into primary school they also had lego Mm-hmm. And we could uh, we could build things with them. Now I obviously, unlike all the other children, already had a few years of experience with Lego mm. up my sleeve. All the oh, other children, oh. I vividly, vividly remember one of the children. Yeah. Um, I think her name was Charlotte. Can't quite remember the surname, but I remember her going to our teacher and saying, "Look, Miss, look, I built this huge, huge tower." And do you know how she built the tower? How did she build the tower? She got. All of the four standard, four, all yeah. of the standard, just put them on top of each two other. by four, just just on it top of each count. other. And I was like, no, that's not a tower. That's <laughs> just a, a block. Brick, yeah. All you've made is a collection of bricks. All you've done is assemble a very rudimentary <laughs> long pole. I'm trying to build some high quality Lego shit here. Stop throwing your nonsensical Lego spires around and waving them around like it's an achievement. You hollow, soulless, four-year-old bitch. And, <laughs> and, and, then, and then at nine years old, you went and did a degree in architecture. Yes, um, yes. Based I did. on your Lego prowess. But um, no, I, I, I do vividly remember there being a bit of a uh, kerfuffle mm. because being only four years old and being yeah. reception, no one had really taught me um, the, 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 I don't think that the, the fundamentals of things belonging mm. to individual people. And I remember being in a reception in, at sort of like a free playtime, yeah. um, having some Lego and just thinking, oh, well, 
this is mine. So it's just, <laughs> no, not, not even thinking this is mine now, just assuming I can just take this. That's fine. That's okay. And so bit by bit, I believe I took home um, like the overwhelming majority of my class's supply of Lego. <laughs> um, and I, I remember there being sort of a really odd moment at home when my mom said, James, I'm, I'm sure we didn't buy you this much Lego. And I was like, I know, I just, I got it. <laughs> um, and then that led to a line of questioning, which in turn, um, eventually, you know, I was, I was found out and forced mm. to return all of the Lego. Uh, with uh, uh, an awful lot of apologies from my mother. <laughs> <laughs> but not from yourself, as we mentioned earlier. You probably still don't feel I'm, bad about that now. I'm relentlessly unapologetic. But uh, I feel, though, as much as I should feel I stole an entire classroom supply of Lego, yeah. on the other hand, all they were doing with it was just stacking it together <laughs> it, in, with no real thought in mind. There was no real sort of architectural planning there. There were no big yeah. dreams. So was it really that much of a crime? That's, that's, that's the question that we have to ask and have to consider um, and maybe never find an answer to. But many people spend their lives wondering whether that was a... a God, what am I talking about? Let's go back to the Why feathers. We, 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 never, we never resolved this Oh, well, there's, this, there's, this nothing, there's nothing to talk about with the feathers. I mean, well, we've feathers. established that one of the children had uh, put them on a spider. It wasn't but children; I, they were sixteen years old. I oh wait, what? what? They were they, yeah, yeah, they were they were they they're university applicants. Well, this changes everything. So, what were they doing with feathers? Um, the idea was they had to assemble, I think, a toy that potentially a child could use if they were to go into a classroom or something. A, a spider with feathers on it. Yes. Who thought of that? What kind of? That's worse than our podcast like, art. Like, yeah. <laughs> What kind of inbred, brain-dead <laughs> children were these? 16-year-olds. Like, right, you've got to design a toy that children use. Myth, I've put feathers on a spider. <laughs> and she's like, that's very good, John. When you finally graduate from school and realise that you're 36 <laughs> years old already, I'm, I'm sure you'll feel very proud. Squave, squave, squave. A journalist always produces no material <laughs> likely to lead to hatred or discrimination on the grounds of a person's age, gender, race, colour, creed, legal status, disability, marital status, or sexual orientation. James did all of these things, and he's going to Wait, tell you no, why. I didn't. No, I didn't. No, I, didn't. I, didn't. I didn't discriminate anyone. That is the warning that's been put in the studio since we did the thing that we can't talk about. Yes, there, there's been literal... Th- they've put notices up against us. <laughs> Um, However, I would like to point out that the first rule on the uh, National Union of Journalists Code of Conduct, of which, by the way, we're not even even members, we're entertainers, not journalists, get it right. Um, Number one, at all times upholds and defends the principle of media freedom, the right of freedom of expression, and the right of the public to be informed. In which case, informed about something we can't talk about. <laughs> freedom of press! Freedom right. of press! We can't talk about it, though. But no, one thing we can yep. inform people about is it's James can inform people. Complete the trifecta. Yes. Can inform <sighs> us so, about his definitive high school. Oh, yeah, high school memory. Um, my definitive secondary slash high school experience yes. came on the very last day of my secondary school. Okay. But there's something of a preamble. So I'll, I'll, we'll take the preamble. Got so time. that's the cold open. Um, <laughs> now, when Here's I left primary school and moved into secondary school, um, my group of friends that I had spent years sort of like becoming. A, oh yeah. Becoming, oh yeah. We just spent the two links talking about how we don't have any friends. You oh, oh yeah. I've had friends for years. I've got so many. I've got friends coming out of my ears. It's inconvenient for me. So, like I was saying, um, all my group of friends that I had spent all of primary school getting to know. 
uh, went to different schools than me. And <laughs> okay. That, that happened okay. to me okay. as well. Yeah. And left me with no friends. <laughs> so, oh, we'll start words I can't say spot. to you, Robbie. Um, <laughs> Fair but, enough. Fair enough. But yeah, um, so consequently, I was left um, something of a social outcast. Um, everyone who went to my secondary school already had some quite well-formed groups of friends, yes. whereas I had no one. I just had people that I disagreed with throughout primary school and then a bunch of strangers from other schools in the area that I didn't know. Yeah. So I was left thoroughly and absolutely alone. Um, I spent most of, um, about which I mean uh, the entirety of years seven and eight dealing with crippling, crippling loneliness and unrelenting bullying from, I think in total, five different groups of people who ensured that more or less every single second um, I was in school, I would be tormented. And I considered myself very fortunate in as much as I never really received any emotional torment it, it was 100 percent physical it, mm-hmm. it was just just basically each day i'd get i'd just get the shit kicked out of me oh wonderful yeah 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 which is um which isn't fantastic no. Uh, no. i can tell you from first-hand experience that is not fun would not recommend but i realized very very quickly that if i was going to take a beating anyway mm. at least i could mock them for it yes if they were going to beat me regardless of what I did, at the very, very least, I could make them feel a little worse about themselves. <laughs> and so I became very, very talented at insulting people as they were hitting me because I was not big <laughs> enough to fight back. Um, and so consequently, um, I gathered a, a small reputation for myself as being slightly um, quick in terms of turn of phrase um, and insults and it slowly slowly led to a point where i'd gathered enough reputation Mm. to eventually end up sort of leading this small group of miscasts yeah um and and sort of the um or the outcasts the misfits the the miscasts the 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 outcasts and the misfits all all the people who didn't like succeed in their interviews for game of thrones (laughs) yes um but yeah and so consequently i moved along um started to head um, this this sort of group of misfits for a lot of year nine, and then when I reached year ten, which seems to be the year for me that most of people most people around an age start to become aware of sort of drinking and the, the, the joys of going out and leaving the house and things, um, I became uh, fantastically aware of the fact that I was very 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 skillful um, at consuming large quantities of alcohol <laughs> in a very short space of time, um, a cripplingly short space of time. Um, the I, I once um, my, my quickest time I once downed a pint in under three seconds, which is impressive. That's a lot of. I, I can't do it now. I can't do it now. You I, you can't do half the things that first year James could could <laughs> no, do. No, no, but that's a different story altogether. Yeah. That's um, that's something uh, that came a bit later. So I eventually um, became quite well known for being a hilarious drunk and right. for being a riot because it turns out that. Um, you can gather a lot of what at the time feels like affection and interest by making something of a show of yourself. And one mm. very the, the obvious way that I could do that was just by drinking a lot and just be basically just like doing very very silly irresponsible things. Mm. Um, and all of this kind of built and built and built and accumulated. And then finally, um, it was the very last day of secondary school. By this point, I had gathered a 
reasonably sized or a reasonably sized group of friends um many of whom enjoyed you've you've, you've really whizzed through your entire childhood here. yeah yeah like it took richard link to 12 years to do this oh like no you've... i'm i'm glossing over <laughs> a lot of the um a, a lot of you've the details from beginning to end very quickly well I, I'm, I'm only telling you the stuff that's relevant for no go go the go, last go, day the last it. day um so yeah so i gathered this group of friends um Many of whom I just I just drank with, um, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, so, and obviously there's a lot of drunken camaraderie that follows that. So being very very close to a group of people, um, and then we reached the final day mm. of secondary school, and we were all sitting our GCSEs, and I believe obviously because you finish slightly before you, you come back a few days for your GCSEs. I don't know if, if people did that similarly yeah, in your yeah, schools yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think Study. I had a maths exam on my last day of school. So I went to that, and I remember everyone filing into the exam hall, and as everyone placed their bags down, I realized that there was an awful lot of clinking coming from the bags. Because right. everyone knew, this is the last day of school, let's get wasted. And I felt terrible, because I had established something of a reputation for myself as being the hardest drinking person in school. <laughs> And I didn't have any booze with me. So instantly I'm panicking. And the entire way through the maths exam, all I can think is just like, God, how am I going to get drunk later? How do you do in the maths exam? Oh, appallingly. Um, oh. Maths really, really was never my strong point. No, no, mine no. neither. Uh, we could all agree on that yeah. one, man. Um, what did you get in maths in the end? Um, I came out of maths with a C uh, okay. for my maths GCSE, which I got by two marks. Mm. By two marks, <laughs> I got my maths GCSE. Um, I scraped it. I am... I was and still am appallingly bad with any kind yeah. of maths. See, I have a B in maths, but oh, that's because... me too. What, really? Yeah. That's all One thanks of... to Jake Devine, really? who I copied off. Who's Jake Devine? <laughs> One of my friend's mums was a private maths tutor um, and offered to just give me free private maths tutoring. Oh, really? So, yeah. ah. so, so you got some good got service through, yeah. for free, effectively. That's how I got through, through maths GCSE. Okay. And then realised sort of after that, I've never got to do maths again. I've got through all of that, and there we go. Yeah, sorry, that was that was a defining moment for me. That was a really really high point. Oh. Um, but yeah, continuing. So we we, we went on for the, to the end of the day. Um, mm. finished up the maths exam, feeling not fantastic about how I did, but I never left a maths exam feeling particularly good. Yeah. Um, and eventually, I think they gathered our entire year in the main hall of the school, and they showed us a film. Um, that, that they'd compiled and like, like they'd, I think it was made by the PE teacher and he'd gone round and done the typical speaking to the students yeah. like, like, like what was your favourite memory of being in school uh, and that whole business and I'm pretty sure as every single video you will have watched in secondary school <laughs> it had the soundtrack of Hero by Ricky and Glazer <laughs> um, but anyway um, it all finished up I believe the headmaster went up and did a bit of a talk. All the form mm. tutors went up like, oh, you guys, you're going out into the world. It's going to be marvellous. It's going to be fantastic. You're all going to have so much fun out there. You're going to do incredible things. And the moment you leave these school doors, oh, you've, you're open up to a whole new world of opportunities. Boy, were we. <laughs> um, they turned us out of the hall. We all had our bags at this point, And they took us out of the exit. And all of the teachers in the school had lined a path from the front exit of the school yes. or the actual school building to the school gates. And they were all stood there applauding us <laughs> as we all walked out. That's really cool. That is, I wish my teachers had done nice. It was really nice. And we all walked out receiving applause, feeling fantastic. Like, you know what? We're young. We've got our whole lives ahead of us. 
We can do anything we want. We can be anything. We can be anybody, do anything. The sky is the limit with us. And everyone walked straight out of the school gates, straight into the field across from the school, <laughs> and got shit-faced. Um, and we were all there just... like. And I remember being there, not having any alcohol, and feeling so, so, so lost. Because mm. this was my thing. This is what I did well, and I wasn't able to do it. I think at one point... Someone gave me a bit of a swig of beer. That was about as much as I did. It really, really wasn't that much. Hmm. And I remember looking around and just seeing a field full of drunk school leavers, yeah. all of them floundering about themselves. And pe- people would come up to me and just be like, be like, oh, James, are you getting on it? Are you on the ale, lad? Which annoyed me because <laughs> everyone was drinking lager. <laughs> um, and I realized kind of then and there, looking throughout this field, having people come up to me, saying, are you drunk? And then being disappointed when I wasn't (laughs) that I had built my entire personality in secondary school around not being sober. And when you're in that moment, you've got the sort of clarity of vision where you realize that everything you've spent years building yourself up to be is hollow and meaningless, Mm. much as the rest of my life has been. (laughs) Um, And I'd like to say that 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 was the turning point. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to give up this drinking. I'm not, I'm not, I'm going to value my sobriety. And we all know that's not the case. (laughs) (laughs) That, That did not stick. Um, that was a, um, I believe that I had that thought with me for about an hour until I got someone who was a few years older than me to buy me some rum. And then, <laughs> then I just got drunk. Uh, and I've been drinking ever since, and now I'm here in the studio. <laughs> but I suppose you have gone and done what you wanted to do. Mm. Oh, I have done. I, I, yeah, yeah I, I drink substantially less now than I used to. Yeah. I used to drink a lot. Um, but now I... I, I, have, I have like an odd beer every now and again yeah. but um, yeah so, and that's that, that, that is what I would say my definitive secondary school experience was realising that everything I had built myself to be meant nothing and I'd wasted my time see I was the, in the complete oh, I just, just, it's just actually hit me what you just said because um, I have remarkably similar feelings um, but I, I, I was sort of in the opposite boat of I, I didn't drink anything until I was 18 I was really thirsty shamelessly from the world's end um no i because i was never cool enough to be invited to those the 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 the, the awesome alcohol parties what people would have in backfields um because our school had a backfield and sort of every friday you'd hear people say to each other going down backfield tonight and then they'd all go down and they sit on the field and drink like one kind of budweiser between them that someone had got from their older brother um marvelous yeah and they they they'd never have me. Um, they, they'd never join you. No, I was I was never to be invited to join them. See, I had um, kind of a. I, I don't quite think I was as clear cut as you're putting it. As you were yeah. being sort of the, there's the cool kids and there's everyone else. Because I, on top of being like one of the people who would be invited to the cool alcohol parties, mm. I also had my background mm. as being a misfit, as being an outcast. Yeah, and so yeah. I was. I still, I was still very affectionate towards anyone who was a misfit, anyone mm. who was an outcast. I'd, I'd like to hope that I was at least nice to some people who maybe other people weren't nice to. The other interesting point in your story for me was the thing you said about teasing people as they were punching you in the face. Mm-hmm. Because I also used to do that. That was also became a reputation for me. Uh, one of my proudest moments in school, to, to, to give you a second story, <laughs> um, was once I was sort of, I was hovering around on the field on my own or whatever, 
and someone ran up to me and said, sort of, it's 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 Matt, it's Matt, he's being beaten up by by all of the there's Ryan and Dylan and blah blah blah. Dylan's in prison now, actually, as it happens. Really? Yeah. Fancy um, that. He 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 stabbed someone outside a football match. Oh. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what happened to Ryan. Um, and they got me to run over because they knew I was the only person that could sort of contain them. And so I stood there and sort of heckled them, and they stopped teasing Matt and moved on to me. Um, at which point, that's that's noble. That is, yeah, noble. That, is that was noble. Um, th- this is this is the most noble thing I've ever done. The highlight was um, they said something like, "You call him a mum. You call him a mum." And I went and got my phone out and said, "Sorry, what's the number?" <laughs> he laughed at that and he said, "You're all right with me, mate." And that was it. <laughs> that was it over. That was that was year eleven, um, and that was the most noble thing I ever did. I feel we've all learned a lot about each other today. I do. Yeah. I, I actually feel like I know all of you better. Yeah. Yeah, I feel, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like our listeners probably know us too well. Yeah, it's interesting that our listeners have been able to accompany us on this, though. Yeah. And the brilliant thing is, though, I will bookmark this podcast and I will listen back to this <laughs> years down the line. Uh, ben, Ben, our occasional fourth, listen, uh, fourth, fourth listener. <laughs> we, we now have more than four. Um, and hopefully we'll see all four of them at the, the live show yeah. on the 5th of March. Tickets on sale soon. Um, <laughs> no, Ben has got in touch with the, the show on Twitter at Verbdis Radio and said he's disappointed he's not on the show today to share his wealth of embarrassing, pathetic loser stories. <laughs> Thank, thanks for entitling it that way, Ben. It's okay, Ben. You can share them next time, you pathetic, embarrassing loser. <laughs> <laughs> Verbal discharge. <laughs> And we're back with the verbal discharge for the final few minutes. Um, as we mentioned earlier, we've got that live show coming up. Uh, we're going to keep plugging this for the next yeah, we, eight we, weeks. Please, please, please turn up. We do not know what we're doing, really. <laughs> None of us have ever done anything quite like this. Please turn up. We would massively appreciate everyone who actually makes yeah. the effort to get down to the Maypole on May 5th. Yes. The All May- the other information yet to be <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, Tickets should go on sale sometime this week. Uh, we'll post it on the Twitter, which is... At Verb Radio. On the Facebook, which is... Facebook.com forward slash Verbal Discharge. And probably on the website as well, which is yeah, Verbal Discharge. Let's face it, we're going to put it everywhere. Yeah. You'll probably be able to find it on our personal Facebooks, <laughs> yeah. our yeah. personal Twitters. On our person. Our person. I'm yeah. going to get it tattooed on my forehead. Yeah. Um, verbal Discharge at the Maypole. Derby Comedy on Festival. Derby we're Comedy part Festival. of it. There's, yeah. there's a lot of acts. None of them are as good as us. <laughs> Apart from the other two I'm, I'm in. No, potentially three now. I had, a, I had a third invitation. Wait, you're in other acts? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I wasn't aware of this. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing at least two, and I've just had an invitation this morning to be in a third. Oh, fancy that, so, eh? Look at that, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to plug them all now, um, because I don't know the dates of those, because uh, they're not as important to me as verbal discharge. Damn right, the mm-hmm. no. Damn right they're not. Damn right they're not. Speaking of the, the website, we had a thing go up the other day. James, didn't we? What was it? We did. Um, I did a blog post um, about the top five celebrities you won't believe used to have marginally successful rap careers. <laughs> And and we, I didn't believe them. Uh, I, uh, well, I said as much in the title. Yeah, exactly. you, you wouldn't believe you, it. Uh, you lived up to it. Exactly. I believe I, Sigmund Freud's one was pretty close to yeah. what I should imagine his actual <laughs> lyrics were. Yeah, it was. Uh, well, there was the one word, obviously, which I definitely can't say on air. Um, not that that yeah. stopped me this show. No, um, <laughs> you've, I've got three more to go on your tally now. Have I swore three least, additional times? Oh, yeah. th- Constantly, you've you've had a pretty pretty. Wait, how many swears? You're, you'll be on ten. You'll I'll be on, be on 10. ten swears. I mean, I was on five, but you rubbed three of them out because you didn't want me to get kicked off air, which which is a total lie. You you fell you fell for Dan. Dan told you that, that you'd be kicked off air. 
Oh, well, oh, that, that, I mean, that... you'd have been kicked off air twice, so... <laughs> I've been kicked off air several times. Look, apparently there's nothing we can do to get kicked off air. But we've come close. <laughs> we've come very close. But we can't tell you about that. I feel like this is good. The mystery is Eventually, suspenseful. we will tell you. Eventually, yeah. we will tell you. When... Uh, if we haven't told you by the live show, come and collar us afterwards, and we'll tell you everything. Yeah, it's, it's a good story. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we'll spill all of the beans. There'll be beans everywhere, all on your It'll shoes, messy, all yeah. on the floor. Let, you let's face it, it, it was it was big enough that someone had felt the need to print out two copies of a certain code of conduct and then slap them on the studio walls. Which is maybe, maybe our biggest infraction yet. Mm. Yeah. But thank you, as ever, for listening to the show this week. Um, we've hoped you've enjoyed these past couple of hours that we've been rambling about previous school experiences <laughs> and whatever else it is that we've been talking about this week. Mm. Um, if you do have any topics you'd like us to try and come up with a, a, a similar, similar to the, the school thing we've done today, yeah. if you do have a topic you want us to, 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 to talk about, please just send it to us uh, at the Facebook, the Twitter, as you mentioned, or email us verb at... No, so what's... What is it? Things email at verbaldischarge.co.uk. Dis- things no, at verbaldischarge.co.uk. Yes. Anyway, um, another thing, just quickly before we go... We've, we've been plugging it. We've had one so far, but on Facebook, mm. um, you can find a little tab that drops down. Yes. Um, it's Is it vo- send a voicemail yeah. or something like send that? Send voicemail on Facebook. It'll bring you to a thing where you can record a 45-second clip and send it to us, and we will more likely than not play it. We will play it we on... Play it. We, we will, will inevitably play it on the yeah. show. So I'm, if you want your voice in verbal discharge, do that on the Facebook And you page. don't even have to pay us anything. No. So thank you again yep, for listening. Thank you very much. We Robbie, always appreciate it. Final word of the show. Blackburn Rovers.